Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wish Well podcast. Today's episode is a special one, not only because I'm releasing it on a Saturday instead of the usual Thursday, but because on this very day, Saturday, May 16th, was to be the day of our inaugural Wishwell Conference. The idea of the conference was to celebrate the conclusion of Women's Health Week. The National Women's Health Week is a week to celebrate women's health and wellness, and to focus on the importance of incorporation of positive health behaviors into women's lives. Of course, no one ever plans for a pandemic to happen that would affect the entire world. In today's episode, I'm joined by Emmeline and Heather. Heather's episode was episode two on acceptance, and Emmeline's episode was episode number 10 on purpose. Both Emmeline and Heather have joined me to chat about how our lives have been affected by COVID-19, and we reflect on the positives that have come out of this. By far, we are all hopeful for the future, and we want to express so much gratitude to all of you who have been following us. We actually ended up recording this on video as well, and so I will be posting the link to our YouTube video. We all stepped outside of our comfort zones and really enjoyed chatting with each other, talking about our kids and what has been going on in our lives in the last two months. So I really hope that you listen along and subscribe, review, follow along, and our weekly episodes will continue to be published on Thursdays. So until next time, we'll chat soon. All right. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell podcast. I'm here with two very special guests. Um, this is actually something that we decided at the very last minute. I think I was uh, working from home and sent these wonderful ladies a message, message about maybe doing a special episode um, for the podcast. And uh, here they are, Heather and Emmeline. Welcome, you two. Thanks for having us. Hello. So we're we're actually recording both audio and video. Hopefully the video will work out and I can upload the video to YouTube. But um, as some of you who have been following along and maybe seeing some of our posts and some of the podcast episodes, we had mentioned um, at one point that we were putting on a conference, which was supposed to coincide with Women's Health Week, which is this week. And our conference was to be held actually tomorrow, which is Saturday. And I don't know when I'm going to get around to posting it. It'll probably be sometime this weekend. And it was interesting because earlier when we were chatting beforehand, um, I said uh, something to the effect of, you know, uh, what did I say? I said, like, uh, this conference um, didn't happen or couldn't happen. And Heather said, this will happen. And so just, you know, a little positive spin um, on what we will put together, hopefully very soon. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So I'm so excited to have you both here. I know you both have been in previous episodes sharing your stories. I know Emmeline's was purpose and Heather's was acceptance. And we all have our own personal journeys. And especially in this time of the pandemic with all these changes and, and we have to adjust our daily lives, a lot of things we've been feeling, all been feeling a lot of things. And so I just wanted to get the ladies together today to kind of share with you all um, how we've all been feeling, which I know um, a lot of people can relate to. So let's just chat. So how have y'all been feeling during this time? I think it's been a lot of, a lot of kids, a lot of food, a lot of cooking, a lot of just being with your loved ones, which I think has been difficult, but wonderful all at the same time. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but it has been a, a dichotomy of feelings, hard, but just also wonderful at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have felt that or kind of what you guys are thinking. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the initial first couple of weeks was really hard just because um, a lot of my friends like you, Heather, uh, were working the front lines and I was working from home and I felt very helpless. And on the one hand, you know, I knew I had to make some hard decisions. I knew we, the three of us had talked together about having to postpone the conference and that was a difficult decision. It was really disappointing. And also along with that, a lot of feelings of helplessness because I wanted to be out there with you guys, but um, also I couldn't, you know, and, um, and I had to be there for my patients through another uh, way by telemedicine on video or on the phone. So there are a lot of, I think, in the beginning, negative feelings that um, it took some time for me personally. I think it took about, I want to say, at least almost even a month uh, working through some of the negative feelings in order for me to find really the positives out of this. Yeah, I would say for me, it was the contrary. I think at the beginning, I was like, okay, this is this is going to pass, you know, like, let's enjoy it right now. And uh, we're going to cook together and spend more time. And then now, you know, like, when it's really hard to feel, to know when this is going to be really ending, and it's really compromising and affecting so much of our routines and all the plans that we had for the summer. And it's like, when are we going to be able to get back to some some kind of a normal life you know when when am I going to be able to see my parents when am I going to be able to see my sister am I going to be able to see them like in three months and six months next year like that's that's starting to weigh on me actually it wasn't in the beginning because I I don't know maybe I was I was blindsided sided like I I didn't realize that this could really take a long time but now I'm like I'm not seeing the end of the tunnel. And I feel like it's actually harder for me right now than it was before. And I think for you, Emily, especially you have family that live in a completely uh, different country, right? So, and I know for you, you go to visit every year with your kids. And so you spend, the kids spend their summers in France, right? And so for you, this is a time where you have to make a lot of adjustments from your normal routine because you're not able to do that. And I don't know when we'll be able to. I know it's horrible because the kid keep on asking me, when are we going? When are we going? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's like on one hand, you know, I'm like, okay, they're opening the borders at the end of July. Maybe we should go. even if it's just for three weeks, you know, uh, and are we going to be, is it going to be safe? Should we do it? Should we not? Should I tell them 
just make up your mind. You're not going to see your ponies. You're not going to like have that fun summer that you usually have this year. And, and I'm, I'm sure we'll find some other things to do. Um, and also, you know, it's so frustrating when I talk to my parents every day and they're bored and I have so much to do and so much to get done. Both my husband and I, you know, like we're struggling um, to get stuff done because we have to be teachers now, which we never plan on being teachers and we have to entertain them, break out fights and all that. And it, it's so, it's weighing so hard right now on our mental well-being, mm-hmm. uh, and we cannot really go outside and let it out in the places that we used to be able to do because we're all stuck together all the time. And that is so hard. I will say like, you know, like, my parents being bored and I, and the one thing that I would say we found that's really cool is like, I call them every day for one hour. They relieve me and they read them stories in French, which is helpful for their French and also for connecting with my parents. So they play uh, card games. Like they get a set of cards here and my parents have their set on the other end. They can play together. Uh, so that's been helpful. But other than that, you know, it's, it's just very sad. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the interesting thing that I thought about, which, you know, I am very grateful for is that this is happening now in 2020, um, wherein there is so much access to technology. And so yeah, um, although this is a very difficult time for many people, the fact that we are able to communicate with our friends and family through, um, you know, video technology has made a huge difference. Yeah, and I would tell you for them, the girls usually, every time I was calling my parents, because I always communicate on FaceTime with my parents. That's just the way it's always been, uh, which is funny because now that, you know, like everybody has to do it, so everybody understands. But my kids usually hate it when it was time to call my parents on FaceTime. They're like, oh, we don't want to talk to them. <laughs> and But now they're, because they don't really have interactions with anybody else, they actually really enjoy talking to them and they ask for calling them. So you're right. Like that's, that's was really good. At least for my parents, that makes them feel great. Absolutely. I think it's interesting that we're going to have to process the, actually the grief and of losing our normal routine. And, and that can mean many things for many different people. And for you, it's not being able to go to France for the summer, you know, for other people, it's, it means, you know, it's, it's different. Everybody's in, in an individual and how are we going to move forward with that grief and how do we process that you know I think that's going to be a hard thing for and that's it's been hard for me like the you know the plans for what we're going to do for the summer and I mean in, for us and like the kids and their grandparents and I mean it's everybody it's like I kind of think about it like you know when we thought about 9-11 and before 9-11 you know we could go and drop our parents off at the, when we were going to the airport and we could walk them, them all, all the way through all, all the way. And that was normal. And like, I think our life has changed completely. I, I think it's con- it's completely changed now after this point and like in processing that and going through and how we're going to come out after this is going to be, uh, I think, very interesting. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned grief because I think way in the beginning, I was kind of scrolling through my Facebook, Facebook feed and I saw like this article just kept popping up like what you're feeling is grief what you're feeling is grief and and I really started really thinking about that and it really is grief like grief of what our lives were like before and um, and I went through all the stages you know um, sadness um, 
uh, anger, definitely anger. That was something I wrote down. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, at some point we get to acceptance. Yeah. Like anger. I just want, you know, it's just like anger. I just want my kids to like live the the life that I had, you know, and like being able to be with their kid, their friends and, you know, hanging out and just those summers. And it's like, okay, at this moment, we have to process what we're doing and what they're going through. And, it, and it's tough for them. It really is. And it's tough for us. It's tough for everybody. Yeah. And speaking of kids, like how are you both kind of approaching it with your kids? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I don't think we really, I mean, I will tell you like a funny story. I was on a, a FaceTime last uh, Sunday with uh, one of my best friends in London, who's uh, Naomi's godmother, and she has a she has two little boys. One is uh, about to turn three, <laughs> and it was so funny. Like he's he's talking about you know like going outside. Like she was telling me like he was really having a hard time in the beginning, not being able to see his friends from daycare and not being able to see the the neighbors across the street. And so he was taking his cute little like kid kitchen knife and he was going at, at like I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna cut the virus I'm gonna get it I'm gonna cut the mean virus you know <laughs> because I guess you know like kids you know it's hard for them to really have like when they're super young like my kids are very young to have like grown-up conversations about it so we have to talk about these special words and like it's like the mean virus or and I think for them I think it's more difficult for me, I think, than it is for them. Like they, they, they got used to it so much faster than myself, I think. I don't know. It's been hard for us. We had last weekend was my daughter's quinceanera, her 15th birthday. And that was really hard for her. She was really planning a, a party with her friends. And so it, it was very hard but it was amazing. Let me tell you, it was absolutely amazing that, so we were having a parade party where friends were going to, you know, they passed by with their, in their cars, with their signs and congratulated her. But then they ended up getting out of the car and we were our six feet apart and standing. And, you know, it was only a few friends, but that, I think that birthday party meant more to everyone than if it was just a regular like another 15 year old quinceanera or a party that they had to go to like everybody was like apart but they were like I'm just so glad to see you and that we could get together and this was amazing so it was just really like beautiful like but like sad at the same time so I mean it was really made you think about like what's important and those friends that showed up and those friends that like I really enjoy being with you. I really enjoy that you're here with me and that I have this, these few moments to celebrate with you and it made it really special. So, I mean, it was hard, but it, it was very moving at the same time. Yeah. I mean, um, I definitely can see that as well. Uh, my son had his 11th birthday just um, about three weeks ago and I did a surprise zoom group meeting uh, for him and whoever of his friends were able to come and he was really surprised and it was really good to see all the kids and you know like I mentioned before with the technology um, all of our kids are homeschooling right now um, and his school is doing weekly zoom video check-in so it's nice I mean when our kids are older they do 
have more of a social life and miss being around other kids and their peers. And so um, it's really a blessing that they're, they're all still able to connect in some way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it is, it is hard, I think, as the kids get older to really understand that they, they really at this time um, cannot see their friends. And, um, and I think as they get older, they can really understand, but it is something that they will never, ever forget you know, Absolutely. Uh, that's, for, I, I, that's for sure. But I will tell you now, like you could ask Naomi, do you want to go outside today? Or even Olivia, yes. You want, when you want to take the dog on a walk and they're like, no, we don't want to go outside. <laughs> so really? Funny. That's yeah, like the opposite. Like... Yeah. For us, it's like now, um, before Colin, my son was not super into athletics. I mean, he played soccer, but was not really super active, but now it's like, you know, we, we make him go running. Um, we have a skateboard. He likes to go skateboarding and he'll do it all on his own. And, and he actually like just earlier, it was, it was raining and he said, can I go outside and ride the skateboard? And we're like, it's lightning, it's thunder. And he like, just wanted to be outside because he was like, I'm bored. I'm tired of watching TV all day. Like I've never seen him say he was tired of watching TV all day long. So there's like little glimpses of, of, of that. Well, I'm looking forward to that age then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, I want to kind of shift gears and, and talk about some of the positive things that uh, you both have experienced um, coming out of this social distancing, quarantining coronavirus thing. Ooh, we all take a breath in and think about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think my cooking game, I mean, I, I feel like your I, cooking I, game, <laughs> I'm experiencing something new, experimenting something new every day. And, um, like Myron has been more involved, so that's good. And, and, uh, we started this thing where we're basically like buying like new wines every week and we're making our own little like wine book, like we're rating, <laughs> rating wines and just testing things. And so we're actually spending more time connecting at some points than we usually do during uh, a regular week because he's always in, he's always traveling always in meetings which he absolutely misses um he, he hates being at home but at the same time I feel like we work out together in front of like we're doing like those like uh, you know like your workouts Michelle or those like workouts on tv and we do this together and so in a way like it's forcing us to be a little bit more connected than we usually do and uh, that's definitely, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, definitely we're the same way. Um, Steven, my husband and I typically do completely different workouts. He's more of a runner and I don't particularly enjoy running. So our new thing is that Colin and I are his water boys. <laughs> So if he goes on a run, we'll go on a leisurely bike ride with him. So last weekend he went running around the neighborhood. Um, Maybe it was like six or seven miles. And we just like rode alongside with him and Colin had his little, like um, he has a hydration backpack and uh, he has a little water bottle stuck in the back of it. So whenever Steven needs water, he'll just reach over and grab it. So, I mean, things like that, we never would have even thought about doing that, but you know, we wanted to get our exercise in, we wanted to do something as a family. So definitely I would say that is, um, you know, like you, we figured out ways to do our workout together. And yeah, I mean, like for me personally, I think, uh, the time, um, you know, it's been over two months since I've kind of shifted my practice to mostly telemedicine. So seeing a lot of patients on video, but in the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to see patients back in clinic again, but even so like, you know, it's been about two months of, 
of a lot of downtime. So, I mean, that's allowed for a lot of self-reflection, kind of figuring out what I want to do for myself, for my career, for my family in the future. And, and I would not have had the time to, the ability or the time to do that beforehand. So. No, it's been, it's been really nice that we've decided that, you know, for us that we haven't been able, we're a very spiritual family, haven't been able to go to church. So we decided for us that we've decided to go on a family walk every Sunday. So I love that. Yeah, no, we would go, we go on, it's a long walk and you have, we end up having to drag the kids out, you know, so I have a 15 year old, (laughs) 10 year old and an eight year old and they're like, oh no, we have to go on the walk. But you know, once you start walking and then once you start getting a little tired and the the barriers break down, you get to talk to your teenager about what she's really feeling and the kids when they're there. And in the moment, the dad goes a little farther with the two boys and I have a really special time with the teen, you know, the teenage girl or vice versa. It's just been our time. We're outside. We're appreciating what we have together. and, And it's just been a hopefully a beautiful tradition that we're going to carry on from here. I find it, I find it amazing. You know, like we're all here, like talking about like being in isolation from the world. It's really making us connect actually better with the people that are closer to us or, and also I feel like for our neighbors, you know, like you, you miss those interactions. So when you see somebody, you are excited to actually talk to your neighbor um, about like a little regular chit chat, but, I feel like that's something that I was always fearing as we were advancing in life and, and technology being more available. I was always scared with, you know, like the Ubers uh, or the Instacart and all that, um, that are basically making us stay at home and everything brought to us. I was like, are we going to lose, you know, like a way to really social socialize with people and become like sociable people. But now we're like thrown in like unexpectedly in the situation where we are isolated, but we're craving uh, interactions and connections. So that gives me a lot of hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just been really interesting, you know, for us too. It's like, you know, before I think we were all so busy, you know, going here, going there far. And now we're sitting out on our driveway or the kids are, you know, we're watching them now ride their bike and, and the neighbor across the street comes out their door. And now it's like before we really never, or we should have had time, but we never had time. And now like, Hey, how are you? What's going on? Like, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Are you okay? I mean, really, I felt specifically, you know, you know, my neighborhood, I think during this, we've really gotten to know each other. We've kind of really made sure that, you know, elderly down the street, they're, they're okay. And so it's been, you know, good, good things and bad things about the situation. And I'm grateful. I think I've really gotten to know my, my neighbors a little better. And and so I'm grateful for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is one thing that this time, I mean, it's, like I said earlier, it's been about two months. I mean, it's allowed us to really um, take a pause of our own lives and really see what, what it actually is important to us. Mm -hmm. Um, so um, last thing is, what is the one thing, if you can think of one thing, that the first thing that you would do if, say, coronavirus is all gone, <laughs> eradicated, there's miraculously a vaccine, everybody's got the vaccine, what's, what is the first thing that you would like to do? Take the kids to school. 
No, Save off my, the kids. <laughs> no, I guess mine is have a huge party at my house with everybody coming and enjoying and like, yeah, that, that would be me is everybody here at my house and having a good time. Yeah, I agree. Like getting together with people and oh, not yes. having to worry about, oh, standing like so far Stay away far, from each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think physical touch is probably one of my love languages. I love hugs. And that was one thing. I mean, I'll ask my son for a million hugs a day if I could. I mean, I just love that that touch. And I haven't been able to hug my parents in so long. It would be so nice to to hug my parents, hug my my friends, see my friends, see you guys in person. That's the one thing that I crave a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people coming over, being close with them and laughing and sharing and definitely. All right. Well, let's, our final thing that let's just kind of chat about, excuse me, <coughs> is our hope for our future conference. So um, the last thing we kind of just wanted to throw out there is, you know, although we've had to postpone our conference, um, that's not to say that um, that's a bad thing. We definitely will have put on this amazing conference um, for women in the community. And um, we're super, we're still excited about it and still hoping to, to go full force once we're able to, to put that together. So I think that's the last thing that we wanted to share. But um, the last, I guess not the last, last thing, because the last thing I do want to ask you, you both is um, what is kind of if, if you could give our listeners and the people who are watching just one little tidbit of maybe like advice or a way to kind of deal with the stress of what's going on, what would be like a phrase or something that you would say? I'm putting you guys on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, my, my, my phrase is definitely carpe diem, is uh, take it day by day and um, don't stress too much and uh, just enjoy the little things. That's what matters after all. You know, like taking it day by day, don't worry about tomorrow too much. Just enjoy the day that you have today. It's a gift. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I think I've kind of really, um, meditation has become something that I've had to really grab a hold of in, in my gratitude practice in my meditation and that I'm thankful for the things that I have, um, right now. I mean, even if those things are that like, I'm grateful for being with my family and everyone is healthy and I hold on to that and I and go throughout the day thinking that that I mean for me that's the most important thing that I can do right now yeah and so it's been really a a, a lifesaver for anxiety for me it's been really tough and you know and those and that's how I ground myself in, in my gratitude yeah and definitely, I think, um, you know, doing some gratitude work is, is really good, especially during this time. I mean, it's, it's hard for us to do it all the time, but we try to, you know, when we sit down for dinner, um, say a couple things of why we're great, what, what things we're grateful for that day. And I think my, my phrase will probably be kind of similar to yours, Emmeline, is like, it is, it is what it is. And um, it's something that I have to constantly remind myself because otherwise I would stress myself out too much. 
And um, something that we say a lot in yoga is just trust the process. And so, um, you know, and it's, it's all about the journey. So this is just one part of the journey and we'll, we'll get through it. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. So we are out of time, but I want to thank both of you ladies for coming on today to kind of chat with me. And um, I hope that um, we'll get to chat again soon. Oh, well, thank well, you so thank much, you. Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness. Thank you.